Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. James Blend producing, James Blend engineering, James Blend co-hosting, and the lighter side of the news. We're going to begin with a look at the headlines, but before we do that, I want to let you know what's coming up in our second hour. The Christian Outlook featuring Jim Caviezel. He's the lead actor of Sound of Freedom. He's going to talk about the uh, unprecedented sex trafficking industry in the United States and why the movie's so important to bring awareness. We'll hear from uh, First Amendment uh, victory winner Lori Smith, the website designer of 303 Creative, and her attorney, Kelly uh, Fedorik who's with Alliance Defending Freedom, and we'll hear from Frank Pavone with Priests for Life on a dark piece of legislation signed into law by Governor um, Janelle Mills in Maine. All of that coming up in the second hour of today's program. But first, to look at some of the day's headlines. Former President Donald Trump was charged with an additional count of willful retention of national defense information and two new obstruction counts as part of a superseding indictment out of special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into his alleged improper retention of classified records. Today, a superseding indictment was returned by a grand jury in the Southern District of Florida that adds one defendant and four charges to the prior indictment filed against Donald J. Trump and Waltine Nada. The Justice Department said in a statement yesterday, the superseding indictment adds a new count charging Trump with one additional count of willful retention of national defense information. Carlos de Oliveira, 56, of Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, has been added to the obstruction conspiracy charged in the original indictment, the department said. The superseding indictment also charges uh, de Oliveira and Nada, along with the former president, with two new obstruction counts based on allegations that the defendants attempted to delete surveillance video footage at the Mar-a-Lago club in the summer of 22. Reacting to the additional charges, a Trump campaign spokesperson told Fox News Digital that this is nothing more than a continued desperate and flailing attempt by the Biden crime family and their Department of Justice to harass President Trump and those around him. But we'll see what it actually uh, comes to when the president is in court. Nearly a dozen GOP White House candidates are scheduled to speak Friday evening at the annual Iowa Lincoln Dinner, where caucuses kick off the GOP presidential nominating calendar. All but one of the more than a dozen Republican White House candidates, including former President Trump, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, former Ambassador and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, former Vice President Mike Pence, and entrepreneur and political commentator Vivek Ramaswamy. Ramos, oh, I can never get his name right. Yeah, I just I'm not even going to say it. A federal court ruling this week that threatens to shut down the Biden administration's cornerstone of its post-Title 42 border strategy is raising new fears from both the Department of Homeland Security officials and critics that it may spark a new surge at the southern border just as numbers have started to drop. Judge John Tigar of the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California blocked the 
circumvention of lawful pathways rule on Tuesday in response to a lawsuit from a coalition of left-wing immigration groups led by the American Civil Liberties Union. The rule bars migrants from claiming asylum if they have crossed the southern border illegally and failed to claim asylum in a country through which they had already passed. The rule was part of a carrot-and-stick approach that saw the rule combined with a stiffening of Title VIII penalties and a significantly expanded use of legal pathways. The administration has been allowing up to 1,450 migrants a day into the U.S. via the CBP-1 application or app and another 30,000 Cubans, Haitians, Nicaraguans and Venezuelans each month in, uh, via a um, separate parole program. The Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, on Wednesday adopted new rules to addressing cybersecurity and artificial intelligence concerns. Commissioners voted to propose a rule that would require broker dealers to address conflicts of interest in the use of AI in trading, which already had potentially dangerous consequences when it came to light during the 2021 GameStop meme stock event. Uh, that they may have utilized AI to amplify user behavior. The new rule would require companies to disclose a cyber breach within four days after determining if it has uh, resulted in serious material consequence for investors and to periodically describe their efforts to identify and manage threats in cyberspace. The AI proposal would require broker-dealers to eliminate or neutralize any conflict of interest that occurs if a trading platform's predictive data analytics put the broker's financial interest ahead of that of the firm's clients. Hunter Biden admitted to a federal judge on Wednesday that he received over $600,000 from a Chinese Communist Party-backed company, contradicting President Biden's insistence that nobody from his family made money from China. Hunter made his first appearance in a Delaware federal court on Wednesday, pleading not guilty after the judge rejected his plea deal that was criticized by Republicans as too lenient. Prosecutors said in their proposed plea agreement with Hunter that he received $664,000 from a Chinese infrastructure investment company, according to the official court transcript. Hunter then confirmed to the judge that he earned $664,000 from a company he formed in 2017 with the chairman of the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party-backed CEFC. The state of Illinois inappropriately paid out billions of unemployment tax dollars during the COVID-19 pandemic, with tens of millions going to people who were either dead or in prison, according to a newly released audit. The Illinois Auditor General on Wednesday published a report that showed how the state agency that distributes unemployment benefits issued overpayments to the tune of $5.2 billion in fraudulent or excessive claims from fiscal year 2020 to fiscal year 2022. The report is the fullest accounting yet uh, of the large-scale fraud and overpayments that occurred in Illinois during the pandemic. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre on Thursday dismissed the possibility of President Biden issuing a pardon for his son, Hunter, who is uh, facing ongoing legal problems related to a federal investigation, as well as two counts of willful failure to pay federal income tax. No, Jean-Pierre simply said when a Fox News analyst, Mark Meredith, asked during the daily White House press briefing whether there was any possibility the president would end up pardoning his son. She interrupted an attempted follow-up question saying, I just said no, before moving on to another reporter. I guess she meant no. Representative Jim Jordan on Thursday shared what he called smoking gun documents proving Facebook censored Americans on behalf of the Biden administration in a lengthy social media thread. 
Jordan wrote all the uh, uh, the all caps message. The Facebook files part one smoking gun documents prove Facebook censored Americans because of Biden White House pressure. Before diving into the lengthy thread reminiscent of the so-called Twitter files used earlier this year to disclose once uh, internal documents given to journalists once Elon Musk bought the social media platform. Never before released internal documents subpoenaed by the Judiciary Committee prove, in all caps, that Facebook and Instagram censored posts and changed their content moderation policies because of unconstitutional pressure from the Biden White House, Jordan wrote on X, formerly known as Twitter. Facebook noted that removing content like that would represent a significant incursion into traditional boundaries of free expression in the U.S. But Andy Slavitt, the Biden senior advisor who was worked up uh, over the meme, disregarded the warning and the First Amendment, according to Jordan. More on that uh, on Monday in greater detail. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We're working our way through some of the day's headlines. Later in this hour, the lighter side of the news. James Blend will join me on air for that. And in the second hour of today's program, The Christian Outlook. So stay with us. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Well, a teammate of transgender Leah Thomas at University of Pennsylvania testified about her experience swimming with a trans athlete before Congress. The former University of Pennsylvania swimmer explained, this was Pamela Scanlon, explained how her school blamed and sought to re-educate female athletes who felt uncomfortable with a biological male, Leah Thomas, participation on the women's swim team going so far as to changing in the same proximity as the women. Um, uh, Paula Scanlon, Leah Thomas, uh, teammate, dropped a bomb on Congress as a victim of previous sexual assault. Having an intact and exposed man undressing inches away from her is traumatic in ways some could never understand. Our experience is not not hypothetical. It's not unique. We were told that Leah swimming and being in our locker room was a non-negotiable and we were offered psychological services to attempt to re-educate us to become comfortable with the idea of undressing in front of a male. Anheuser Bush laid off hundreds of workers at its U.S. offices after months of slumping sales at Bud Light, the world's largest brewer, which also sells Stella and some other um, intoxicating beverages. On Wednesday, they said the cuts would affect less than 2% of its roughly 18,000 U.S. workforce. The layoffs won't impact frontline workers such as brewery and warehouse staff, the company said. Bud Light sales have tanked since April amid a commercial backlash over a promotion with a transgender influencer. Earlier this summer, Mexican brand Modelo is special. Um, They dethroned Bud Light as the top-selling beer in the United States. President Biden met with Italian Prime Minister uh, Meloni. Uh, The visit to the White House comes as she gears up for Italy to take over the presidency of the group of seven nations next year. And as she is navigating the delicate choreography of pivoting away from a controversial investment pact with China, the U.S. and partners have proposed an alternative financing structure for major infrastructure projects that includes worker and environmental safeguards and private financing that Biden has argued is less onerous than that provided by Beijing. Former Missouri Senator Claire McCaskill told MSNBC host Jen Psaki that only uh, the only reason why congressional Republicans growing call to impeach President Joe Biden is because he loves his drug addicted son, Hunter. It's the love of his son that they're 
prosecuting Clara McCaskill to Jen Psaki. They're going to try to indict a father for loving his son who's been addicted to drugs and or alcohol. So that's it in a nutshell, apparently. Senator Dianne Feinstein appeared confused during a vote on a defense appropriations bill yesterday, which prompted a fellow Democratic senator to step in during a Senate Appropriations Committee markup of bills Thursday morning. Feinstein, she um, seemed to stumble on a vote instead of saying the expected response of I or nay. Uh, Feinstein, she um, began delivering a speech expressing her support of the massive measure about 15 uh, seconds into Feinstein's speech and age Uh, Whispered into her ear, committee chair Senator Patty Murray then told Feinstein, uh, just say I. Uh, Citizen Free Press reports that the 90-year-old is told to just say, well, yay, essentially. At a vote on the defense appropriations bill, someone help her, they go on to suggest. Federal prosecutors are dropping campaign finance violation charges against alleged crypto crook Sam Bankman-Fried over a legal snafu in his extradition from the Bahamas to the U.S., The feds moved to dismiss one count of conspiracy to make unlawful campaign contributions against Bankman Freed, 31, after the uh, Caribbean country clarified that it did not intend to extradite him on that charge, according to a letter filed by prosecutors in Manhattan Federal Court late Wednesday. Under the U.S. extradition treaty with the Bahamas, the island nation must consent to the charges against Bankman Freed, a major donor in the 2022 midterm elections. Smells a bit fishy to some observers. Uh, Colin Rugg points out, get close with the Washington Uniparty and they will protect your every uh, every move. Shortly after the collapse of FTX last December, Bankman Freed was charged with campaign finance violations as well as fraud. Now SBF is getting away with it. Our justice system is a fraud. Bronny James appears to have escaped a tragic outcome after suffering cardiac arrest earlier this week. Bronny James is, of course, the son of his very famous uh, father, LeBron James. James, an incoming freshman at USC's basketball team and the oldest son of the Lakers superstar, suffered cardiac arrest while practicing on Monday. Uh, Cedar sinai Medical Group cardiologist said in a statement Thursday that Bronnie uh, had been, uh, rather, Bronny had been discharged home where he is uh, resting Uh, LeBron uh, speaking said, I want to thank the countless people sending my family love and prayers. We feel you and I'm so grateful. Everyone's doing great. We have our family together, safe and healthy. We feel your love. We'll have more to say when we're ready, but I wanted to tell everyone how much your support has meant to all of us. In other news, the U.S. Senate passed the National Defense Authorization Act by a vote of 86 to 11. The Senate passed the bipartisan NDAA funding for the Pentagon to the tune of $886 billion in fiscal year 2024. Of note, the GOP amendment banning the use of taxpayer funding for abortion in the military was not included due to Democrat opposition. Senator Tommy Tuberville has continued to hold the line on his demand that the Hyde Amendment prohibiting government funding of abortion be upheld. The House's version of the defense bill includes the prohibition on abortion funding. The two chambers will now seek to work on a compromise to send to the president. Chloe Cole appeared before a House Judiciary Committee yesterday, her 19th birthday, to tell her heart-wrenching story of how her childhood was ruined by the deceitful transgender crusade. What message do I want to bring to the American teenagers and their families, Cole asked in her opening statement. 
I didn't need to be lied to. I needed compassion. I needed to be loved. I needed to get therapy to help me work through my issues, not affirmed to my delusions that by transforming into a boy, it would solve all my problems, end quote. She went on to describe her continuing litany of medical problems due to her having received both puberty blockers and a double mastectomy at the age of 15. She related how she and her parents were deceived and emotionally manipulated by medical experts who simply rubber stamped her for gender transitioning with no second thought. Of import, she noted that she only became suicidal at age 16 after transitioning. Well, G backed out of the GHG commitments in news that should come as a surprise to no one. Chinese President Xi Jinping pulled out of the 2015 Paris Climate Agreement to curb his nation's carbon emissions after 2030. Obviously, Joe Biden's climate czar John Kerry utterly failed earlier this month in his mission to seek climate concessions from Xi. Indeed, China's strongman has done the opposite as he correctly recognizes that he needs more energy to fuel his drive for world economic domination. As uh, the director of the Center for Religious Liberty at the Family Research Council warns regarding uh, the Chinese Communist Party, its goal is to amass more power as just about uh, anyone, any expense, and they simply don't care about the progressive causes that the Biden administration has been desperate to get them on board with. Well, nearly 600 STEM professionals have signed a letter sent to the California Department of Education objecting to the newly proposed woke mathematics curriculum, warning that the new framework will serve to hold back the development of low-income children in the STEM fields. Speaking of inconvenient math, a recent study found that California's decreasing population, now three straight years in a row of people moving out, is having a significantly negative impact on tax revenue. In 2021, the Golden State lost over $341 million in tax revenue thanks to its shrinking population. But the bad math isn't just lost tax revenue. Another study found that emergency room wait times in California have drastically increased over the last decade, leading to overcrowding as capacity has largely failed to match the rise in patient demand. Despite recent losses, California's population grew by 4.2 percent between 2011 and 2021, but the number of emergency departments uh, uh, decreased from 339 to 326. That might uh, be another reason people are fleeing the state. Well, the Mountain Valley Pipeline has finally had the last roadblock preventing its construction removed. On Thursday, the U.S. Supreme Court vacated the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals order blocking the bipartisan Congress-approved construction of the 303-mile natural gas pipeline. The Fourth Circuit had stopped the project from moving forward after eco-fascist groups sued. West Virginia Democrat Senator Joe Manchin praised the ruling. The Supreme Court has spoken, and this decision to let construction of the Mountain Valley Pipeline move forward again is the correct one. I am relieved that the highest court in the land has upheld the law Congress passed and the president signed. Well, smoking gun documents prove Facebook censored Americans on behalf of the White House, Jim Jordan points out. And Hunter Biden contradicts his dad's claim that nobody in the family made money from China. The White House says there is no chance President Biden would pardon his son Hunter. And the Biden administration ignored warnings about withdrawing troops from Afghanistan, military leaders say. The army in Niger uh, backed a coup as U.S. forces in the country assessed the situation and gas prices across the U.S. rose to an eight-month high. Well, on this day in history, 1914, World War I begins as Austria-Hungary declares war on Serbia. 
1915, more than 300 American sailors and Marines arrive in Haiti to restore order following the killing of Haitian president uh, rebels um, by rebels, rather, beginning a 19 year U.S. occupation. 1945, a U.S. Army bomber crashes into the 79th floor of New York's Empire State Building, killing 14 people. 1965, President Lyndon Baines Johnson announces he's increasing the number of American troops in South Vietnam from uh, 75,000 to 125,000 almost immediately. 1976, an earthquake devastates northern China, killing at least 242,000 people, according to an official estimate. 1984, the Los Angeles Summer Olympics opens. 2009, on this day in history, the Senate Judiciary Committee approves Judge Sonia Sotomayor to be the U.S. Supreme Court's first Hispanic justice over nearly solid Republican opposition. 2017, the Senate votes 51 to 49 to reject Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's last-ditch effort to dismantle President Obama's health care overhaul with a trimmed-down bill. John McCain, who was about to begin treatment for a brain tumor, joins two other GOP senators in voting against the repeal effort. And finally, on this day in history, 2017, British baby Charlie Gard dies a week shy of his first birthday. His parents had fought for the right to take their son to the United States for an experimental treatment for a rare genetic disease that left him brain damaged. Well, you're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We're going to shift to the lighter side of the news in just a moment. And also a reminder coming up in the second hour, this week's Christian Outlook. We'll hear from Jim Caviezel, the star of the movie Sound of Freedom. We'll talk about sex trafficking in the United States. We'll also hear from the plaintiff in the First Amendment case, 303 Creative, uh, Lori Smith and her attorney. We'll talk about um, that decision and what it has cost her. And we'll also hear from... Frank Pavone of Priests for Life to highlight a dark piece of abortion legislation signed into law by the governor of Maine, Janelle Mills. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We're going to take a look at the lighter side of the news. And to join me in that quest is James Blend. Why, yes. Yes, it is. Well, welcome back. I know you've been on vacation. It's good to have you back. I was here last week. Was I that little of a Weren't presence? Were you gone last week? Yeah. I know. It's it's kind of magical and mysterious. And I, I okay, guess so that, when were you gone? Uh, I came back the day of uh, the Pastor's Masters. So that's a week and a half ago, last Monday. <laughs> wow, it shows the impact I had on last Friday's show. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll go with that. Yeah, let's. Let, let's. Okay, I want to start today with a bit of a pet peeve. Okay. I decided, I think it was Wednesday of this week, I was going to go to Taco Bell and have myself a taco. Now, the last time I went, I said I'd like a taco, one taco, and they gave me a soft shell taco. Apparently, you have to say a hard shell taco in order to get the traditional hard shelled taco. I would have thought the default was the reverse of that. That's what I would have thought. I drove away. I pulled over. And there was the, it was was essentially a burrito with taco stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. I prefer a soft shell taco myself. But uh, I always ask for them as such. Yeah, well, it, uh, they gave me a clearly soft shell taco. So I'm over that. I'm not bitter any longer. Then I decided, um, this is just this week, I wanted to go and get two tacos. I was prepared to say I'm going to get two tacos hard shelled. Yep. Two tacos, exactly what I wanted. Would you like sauce with it? Yes. Two tacos. Uh, I'd like mild. 
you would assume two tacos, two sauces. I drove away, opened the bag, and in that bag, two tacos and 15 sauce packets. Were the tacos correct? The tacos were hard shell. Okay, good. But there were 15 sauce packets, nine hot, I'd ask for mild, and six mild for two tacos. Now, what might my tacos have cost if I had only had two sauce packets? It's a good question. It's a very good question. I haven't noticed it much since the pandemic, but this is a problem I've had in the past, too, where I'd have two or three tacos in the bag and... Like a condiment company warehouse in in there with it. <laughs> we have a drawer here at the station, That's and it's why. just full of excess condiments. Ninety percent of the Taco Bell for that 90%, reason. Ninety percent. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I wonder if the CEO knows how much they squander these packets. I mean, it's it's amazing because most other places, you know, I don't want to say you have to fight to get condiments, but they're a lot more stingy on them than they used to be, especially ketchup and mustard. And yet, apparently, the sauces are aflow in a Taco Bell. Yeah. If only um, those condiments went with everything else. Which is why they, I mean, that's inevitably why they live in our drawer for years and we just wind up cleaning them out every three, four years. Yeah. Because everybody, nobody ever comes away from Taco Bell and goes, oh, man, I didn't get enough sauce. Well, the thing is, you feel kind of bad throwing it away because these are edibles and you don't want to waste food, right? so you don't throw them away. I still have uh, the remaining packets. I use two of them, one for each taco. I still have them sitting on my desk, and I, I don't want to throw them away because they're food, but I'm, I'm going to break down and throw them away. Yeah, I kind of think you have to Unless somebody wants point. some. I, what I always thought was funny was I noticed recently that uh, in several stores you can buy their sauces and bottles. Uh-huh. I'm like, who needs to do that? <laughs> who who really needs to do that? Let's be honest here. Um, quite frankly, we you know, we all have enough in our drawer at home too. I mean, inevitably, I think anybody who frequents Taco Bell anything more than once a year probably has, and maybe they won't admit it, a Taco Bell sauce drawer in their kitchen. Yeah, that and a few other condiments. Yeah, what, what but do mostly you do Taco with them? Bell sauce. Yeah, mostly Taco Bell. Anyway, I'm going to throw them away. I will feel guilty about it because it's food stuff. I'm not sure it's actually nutritious in any way by any measure, but it is edible. I'm throwing it away. You've heard me say it. I'm going to do it. During the break, uh, after this segment, I'm going to rush to my desk and I'm going to throw it away. Wow. Maybe I'm, I might throw it away. You might? I mean, what if I'm stranded on a desert island and... I'm thinking back, and I thought, man, I wish I'd had those Taco Bell condiments. I'll think about it. Yeah, you know, and it's not even one of those things you think about when you're like making, you know, make, if you whirl up some tacos on your own or you go to a different taco place, nobody ever goes, hey, I know what we can do. Let's dump some Taco Bell sauce on them. It's just not something. It's just really Taco Bell sauce that's meant for Taco Bell. Yeah. Ah, oh, the burden we bear. In the first world, it, it's true. I, I don't I don't know what to say, but it's it. I'll admit I wound up in therapy briefly over this. <laughs> I may have to make an appointment. Well, this was uh, sort of I a, got a guy I can send you. Okay, sort of an odd story. Um, a taste of cookie heaven. As uh, Lisbon gears up for a long visit by um, a long-awaited visit by Pope Francis next week. A local pastry shop has rolled out a brand new treat to mark the occasion, a cookie with the pontiff's picture on it, 
that is already selling fast. The idea began as an in-house joke between one of the owners of the uh, of the place uh, and his pastry chefs. They are now making up to 120 per day and hope to sell thousands um, at 2.2 euros. I guess you say two euros and 20 something a piece during uh, the visit, his stay in the city. I always feel a little bit funny eating something when somebody's face is on it. I eat having a, a fish where the face is on it or a, a dish where the face is on it. I don't know I about don't the cookie with a, you know, yeah. you want to eat something with a face on it. No, no, I, I don't either. I mean, it's, it, it's disturbing. I even have trouble with like, cookies that have like a drawing on them and it's a face yeah i i don't i don't like that. and i like cookies and that's what I this love is cookies. the design features an edible printed image of the yeah, pope no. set on a homemade cookie decorated with icing and no that's that colored that's, sugar that sprinkles for me yeah it, it you know i mean now if you want to take that cookie and put say taco bell sauce on it <laughs> you're in that's a different story i'm in because well, i've got go. plenty well, speaking of culinary delights, rather, on a recent vacation in Tokyo, um, the writer of this story opted for a special lunch of cricket curry and silkworm sashimi, washed down with a, um, a water bug cider. The 26-year-old office worker from the Western uh, Prefectorate in the town is one of scores of consumers across the world who've taken an interest in entomography. Or eating insects as bugs slowly become a more viable food source. Not for me, but for some. As a child, he says that he sometimes snacked on soy sauce basted grasshoppers. In Tokyo, he indulged in insect cuisine, uh, which uh, embraces all things buggy, the Take Noko Cafe. It's fun to select from a wider variety of dishes, he says, from at the cozy second floor cafe surrounded by insect art and terrariums of skittering beetles, ants, and cockroaches. Everything was tasty. In particular, the water bug cider uh, was quite refreshing and delicious, delicious rather like a green apple. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Entomography uh, started to uh, be taken seriously globally after the United Nations deemed bugs a sustainable source of protein to feed a global population estimated to swell to 9.7 billion by 2050. Now, I don't mind if other people want to eat bugs, and I'm grateful that I'm not at this point required to eat them. There are other options available, uh, but I'm just not quite ready to go there. No, I don't think so. I mean, you, you've been in places where they are cuisines, though, have you not? Oh, absolutely. And I have eaten, what is it? I've eaten a scorpion. It tasted like a French fry. It was a deep fried scorpion, and it was in the shape of the scorpion. Uh, and, you know, it was it was fine, but that's about as far as I'm going to go. You know, grubs yeah. and other squishy things, not so much. No, 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 me neither. But here, cricket curry and silkworm sashimi washed down with water bug cider. So a little trivia for you, going back to our last subject, yeah. the, the Taco Bell. Um, eight billion sauce packets per year in the U.S. alone from Taco Bell. And I've got at least a quarter of that number well, on my the desk question. and it's in like, the drawer that's, here. That's, that's not counting what people have stocked up. Oh, my goodness. Eight billion. Oddly enough, only 100 customers. <laughs> they Go could fake. probably do with about a quarter of a billion if they just needed out what the sauce, which, according to what you need. Yep. Yeah, we need to make some phone calls.
All right, we're going to take a quick break. Maybe we will make some phone calls, but stay with us. We'll continue to take a look at the lighter side of the news. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, we're back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. I, uh, in a weak moment, invited James Blend to join me to walk through some of the lighter side of the news, and uh, he consented to do just that. How did your disposal of Taco Bell sauces go? Well, it was painful. Okay. My concern is that I, I'm going to see them and maybe take them back out. I, did, I put them in my own garbage and not the one in the kitchen where you never retrieve anything. No, no, you probably should have done that because, yeah, that's, that's uh, once it's gone, it's gone. I might transfer. We'll see. Okay. Well, the City of Angels, a, metropoli- a metropolis rather, of freeways and traffic, has a newly discovered species named in its honor the Los Angeles Thread Millipede. The tiny anthropod... Uh, was found just underground by naturalists at a Southern California hiking area near a freeway, a Starbucks, and an Oakley sunglass store, about the length of a, a paper clip, but um, skinny as a pencil, a pencil lead, apparently. It's translucent and sinuous like a jellyfish tentacle. The creature burrows four inches below ground. It secretes unusual chemicals and is blind relying on um, horn-like antenna protruding from its head to find its way. Under a microscope, the new millipede uh, with its 486 legs and helmet-like head resembles a creature in a Hollywood monster film, but it's a new millipede. I don't think think I'd enjoy running into one, but uh, it does make you wonder, what would it taste like deep fried? That's a good question. Yeah, I think so. In a curry? Absolutely. Might be worth considering from afar. More than 200 ponies were herded across the uh, the channel at um, uh, China Teak Island in Virginia for the 98th annual China Teak. I'm sure that's probably not quite correct. Pony Swim. It's an annual event. It's organized by the uh, volunteer fire company. They see the fowls. Um, a herd of wild ponies brought across uh, the channel by a team of saltwater cowboys. Now, how they got from one side to the other that they need to come back, I don't know. But the equines are then paraded through the streets to the carnival grounds. The purpose of the event is to separate fowls for auction as a means of keeping the herd from overexpanding. The first fowl to uh, reach the shore is crowned King or Queen Neptune and is given away in a raffle at the auction. This year's Queen Neptune was the chestnut-colored filly designated number 70. Kind of impersonal. Some of the fowls are designated as um, buyback ponies, and they're auctioned for naming rights only before being returned to the herd on the island. Well, the money raised by the auction goes to the uh, volunteer fire company, which designates some of the funds for the herd's veterinary care. Funds from one designated pony are donated to, to a local charity chosen each year. But the swimming of the ponies across the channel. Did they get those little inflatable arm thingies? That uh, you know, <laughs> that's what I want to know. No, they seem to. Uh, they seem to be doing all right on their really? own. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. Learn something new every day. A 16-year-old jump rope expert in China broke a Guinness World Record by skipping rope 374 times in one minute. Wow. Zhao Qi of um, Ningbo. Broke a Japanese jumper's record of 348 uh, in one minute. That stood for 10 years. Zhao, who previously applied for the record but had to start over due to the Guinness World Record guidelines, said his new record isn't even his personal best. 
My best performance is 398 times in one minute. And that was done in the uh, online part of a middle school division of the third primary and secondary school skipping rope championship in 2022. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, if my math is off here. That's basically six a second. Apparently so. 374 times I mean, in I a minute. I mean, I guess the question is, I, wow. I, I, I mean, I can imagine how fast that is, but how could you truly tell? Because it would how be hard you, to yeah. even see the rope at that speed. How do you count? They might have uh, filmed it and then slowed it down and counted. I guess that's the only way to do it. Wow. Well, this is kind of interesting. A Chinese speed cuber uh, combined his puzzle solving skills with his juggling proficiency to solve three Rubik's cubes in three minutes and 16 seconds while juggling. Way too much time on his hands. The guy's 22 years old. Uh, originally broke the record for fastest time to solve three rotating puzzle cubes while juggling in July of 22. When he completed the puzzle in three minutes and 29 seconds, he's now uh, broken that record, three minutes and 16 seconds. He took on the record for a second time on the set of Guinness World Records Italian TV series and shaved 13 seconds off his previous time. He's an accomplished speed cuber. Is that an accomplishment? A speed cuber also holds the record for most rotating puzzle cubes solved while suspending upside down. Most rotating puzzle cubes solved using one hand while suspended upside down and fastest time to solve a rotating puzzle cube by a team of two underwater. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. The jump roper impressed me. That that impressed me. That's I mean, even though it's not necessarily a life skill. They're a young person. They're looking for things to do with their time outside of school and their education. They take up jump roping and they get really good at it. That, that, that's the thing. But, oh, boy. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up, Billy? I want to be a speed cuber. Okay. That juggles. All uh, right, then. Okay, so. And your name yeah. is printed on an obscure page in a big book that will probably never be consulted. Correct. And never read. Oh, well. Well, an enormous Lebanon bologna sandwich billed as one of the world's largest has been unveiled at a central Pennsylvania fair. 150 foot long sandwich was created on Tuesday night at the Lebanon area fair by a large crew of volunteers known as the bologna security. Lebanon bologna is known for its distinct smoked and tangy flavor. Every foot long bite was sponsored at $100 per foot, the money was donated to the uh, County Christian Ministries and their efforts to help people dealing with food insecurity in the Lebanon Valley. So that's a good cause. Uh, Pin Live reports that the bologna security used 600 slices of provolone cheese, 1,200 slices of half-sweet and original uh, seltzer Lebanon bologna uh, to create 900 sandwiches or six sandwiches per foot. Fairgoers had a chance to enjoy the sandwich for free on Tuesday night. Lebanon is 72 miles um, northwest of Philadelphia. So it was for a good cause, a really big sandwich, but made out of bologna. Yeah, I'm not a big bologna fan, but I, no, I, I grew admit, up on I'm, bologna. I'm, but... I'm hungry enough. I could eat that right now. Yeah, I don't think I've had a bologna sandwich in decades. We had it at my, home when I was growing up. But... My guess is I had enough in elementary school for lunches that yeah, I can't remember it. having one since probably sixth grade. Yeah, I I can't remember having one as an adult. No, no, I'll have to. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things, that, and it's been a while since I've been in school. A minute, and sixth grade. You know what I do love, and you hate to say it just because it sounds bad. 
I like liverwurst. Liverwurst, okay. Liverwurst is tasty. You have to be an adult, I think, to appreciate liverwurst, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't dislike it. I mean, uh, my grandfather was from Germany and was a butcher. So we always had a lot of different, you know, wursts around the house, so to speak, growing up. And and there are definitely some that are odder than others that I happen to like just because they were around, so I tried them. Yeah. Um, But... uh, Lieberwurst. Yeah, the the one I like is one called Blutwurst. I'm sorry, what? Blutwurst. And what's... Which is basically also known as blood and tongue. Okay. Yep. We're done. We are so done. <laughs> Don't oh. ask me why I like it. It's just, you know, I, I, I just do. I traveled um, to Russia with, uh, who had, I was with, um, in fact, he's going to be at Mission Connection this year. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, a ministry to Russia and... Uh, we had a, a very formal meal, and the protein was beef tongue, and it just it, it just has an odd texture. I don't know. I didn't uh, didn't care for it. So the whatever tongue worst you mentioned probably wouldn't appeal. Well, I mean, yeah, just, uh, the, the blood part is usually enough to scare well, there people is off. That. Yeah, um, it's not human blood. I can tell you that much. I, I, but the one thing I learned early on with my grandfather, who died when I was like ten, um, so I didn't have a whole lot of lessons. It, the the less I know about what's in the worst, the better. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Well, an Oregon library said a copy of George Orwell's 1984 was recently returned 65 years late with an apologetic note from the patron. And by the way, it was a first edition. The Multnomah County Library in Portland said the first edition book was returned recently with a note explaining the now 86-year-old patron had checked the tome out at uh, Portland State University as a student Sorry to be so tardy, the note reads, at age 86, I wanted to finally clear my conscience. The library said there was uh, no overdue fees for the tome, as the uh, facility is now fine-free. First edition, 1984, which I feel like in many ways we're living through right now in 2023. If you read the book, you know what I mean. All right, we need to take a break. We've got news and traffic coming up here at the top of the hour. Coming up in the second hour, this week's Christian Outlook. So I hope you'll stay with us. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. 